0: Welcome to the Profit Powerhouse Podcast, the ultimate resource for business success and growth. I'm your host, Glenn Poulos, and I'm thrilled to be joining you on this exciting journey. Currently, I hold the position of VP and GM of NWS Canada. Additionally, I take pride in being the author of the critically acclaimed book, Never Sit in the Lobby. Throughout this podcast, my mission is crystal clear to equip you with the strategies and insights you need to not only establish a strong presence in front of your clients but also to take meaningful action and maintain that position. After all, being a pleasure to do business with is the key to fostering lasting connections in the corporate world. Together, we'll explore the art of not just building a successful and profitable company, but also cultivating a high-performing team that's capable of achieving remarkable results. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or anyone looking to excel in the world of commerce, this podcast is tailored to help you thrive. If you're eager to be part of the conversation, I encourage you to visit my website, navigate to the podcast section where you can sign up and stay updated and participate in the show. Our episodes typically run for a duration of 30 to 40 minutes, ensuring you get a compact yet insightful dose of valuable information. So get ready to unleash your profit powerhouse potential. Join me on this podcast as we delve into the strategies, stories and secrets that will drive your success. Remember, your journey to becoming an influential person and prosperous business leader starts right here. Hello and welcome to another exciting installment of the Profit Powerhouse podcast, your compass for navigating the world of business where we unlock the secrets of profit, growth, and success. I'm your host Glenn Poulos and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you join us for another illuminating conversation. But before we dive into today's discussion, let me introduce you to a remarkable guest, who has left an indelible mark in the world of entrepreneurship and social media marketing. Stacey Hall. She is no stranger to the world of podcasting, having graced the airwaves as both host and guest. She's a celebrated columnist in the Network Marketing Magazine, and her thought-provoking pieces have illuminated the pages of publications like Authority Magazine, Sales and Marketing Management Magazine, CEO World Magazine, and have been featured on the National Association of Sales Professionals website. Without further ado, let's say hello to today's guest. Stacy. welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me in. It's a joy to be here with you.
0: Awesome. That's great. Thank you so much for coming. So why don't we start with the uh, sort of let, allow yourself to give a little introduction, a little bit of a history on what led up to you in your current endeavors and how you ended up writing, I think it's five books now, and uh would love to hear some of that background on how we got to to where we are today.
1: Well I'm I'm really known as a sales success strategist and how I got there was by doing everything there was to do in business almost everything except sales. Um I did everything I could to avoid being in sales because I grew up in a household where my dad was in sales most of his life and I love my dad and he loved people he did not love the way he was taught to sell and I heard the tapes and I saw him practicing scripts and all of that and that just didn't seem like a nice way to be with people and it wasn't for him either so I became a marketing expert radio and television production expert as well as um, public relations expert and I took that set of skills and came out from college and went to work uh, for organizations in their marketing departments, I was head of marketing for Budget Run-A-Car Corporation for the U.S. and Canada for a number of years, uh, worked for at FedEx uh, on top of 17 states in the marketing arena and other organizations. Around, well, let's say, less than 30 years ago, I had the opportunity to go out on my own and I took it and that meant i had to be in sales right so yep. I wasn't just doing the marketing piece anymore it was actually the one communicating with clients as to how my services could solve their problems and there's no way i could put in my mouth the words of the scripts that i had heard my father use and that people were still trying to tell me to use and still to this day tell people to use and so you know necessity is the mother of invention and i created a process that was actually very comfortable for me to be able to expand my comfort zone without breaking it and be able to create i'm going to say soul satisfying experiences
0: with my clients awesome that's amazing i mean So when you jump from, uh, the nine to five or the, you know, the, the corporate world to, uh, doing your own thing, was it a, was it a hard leap? Like you quit your job one day and then the next day it was an employee one, or (laughs) can you maybe give them, you know, people are always wondering, how did you get in business and how'd you do it? How
1: did I do that? How did that happen? Well, um, You know, sometimes you just don't like the people you're working with at the time, right? I
0: refuse to answer on the ground. Carry on. Yeah. And and I won't
1: say the organization. And I'll just say that I had way too many quote unquote bosses. It was a trade association. And so I had people that I was supposed to report to. And then I had members that I was supposed to be of service to and sometimes those lines got really blurred and I was not having a good time and I chose to work with a coach that was the first time I chose to work with a coach because I really did not know where to go from there and as I was working with the coach and noticing how she was bringing in clients I would often give her suggestions And one day she said to me, you know, if you ever went out on your own, I've got lots of clients I could send your way. So she helped me craft leaving that last position over a six month period. And I actually turned. That's why I'm not going to say who it is under any circumstances, (laughs) but it actually was able to create a way for me to keep a portion of the work I was doing, do it as an independent contractor which gave me half my salary when I left, if you will. And then she had clients waiting for me. So I was in that wonderful, beautiful position. And then I was in Houston and there was a a bank that was very focused on developing small businesses and uh, happened to live right next to the bank. And I went in one day for my account and um, noticed they had this gorgeous boardroom and I said "Uh, is there any chance that you rent out your boardroom because I would love to do workshops there and they said why don't we just give it to you because if you're doing your promotion and you're bringing small businesses in it's good for us too so I had a lovely wonderful experience starting out but it was all
0: planned awesome so Fast forwarding sort of to today, what does your firm look like in the, or the business and how you structure it? What what services do you offer and how you engage with your clients today? Okay, well, for me, the sales
1: portion of business is really what business is all about. You don't have a business if you're not making sales, if you're not bringing in money, as you well know. So for me, the sales portion doesn't happen when you start talking to people about how do you make the sale. It has to happen all the way back at the beginning with what is the mission of this business. And so I work with my clients on their exit strategy first. At what point will you feel you got your job done with this business? You're going to move on to something else. And how are you going to leave that business at that time? And from there we work backwards, right? We reverse engineer all the way back to today. Now, how do we get there straightforwardly? I have um, I will say partnerships, but they're they're not formal partnerships. There are folks who are experts in a particular area where I am will say familiar, not expert. And so I bring them in to provide those aspects of training that I'm not the best person to train on. I retain what I am the best person to train on. And that's how I maintain a very, um, we'll say, skinny organization. I don't have any employees. I have independent contractors who do projects for me. And then I have collaborators who come in and collaborate with me on behalf of my clients.
0: So what would be the, wh- where do you uh, shine? Where do you dominate? What's your sort of uh, part where you're digging in the deepest with clients? Is it on the sales training or?
1: Well, it's um, it's the exit strategy, planning the exit strategy, planning okay. what we call the customer journey. How are you going to bring your customer all the way through? And then how do you communicate with your audience?
0: Right.
1: So I do all of that part. The uh, more technical aspects, I don't do. More specific social media platforms. I prefer to, for example, if somebody's really an expert at TikTok, I'm not. I'll bring them in. Uh, if somebody is a great expert at planning summits and one of my clients wants to plan their own summit, I'll bring them in. If somebody is, I mean, I'm a TEDx presenter, I do presentations about how to public speak. They prefer to stay in that customer journey all the way to the sales piece. So I'll bring in experts who are sales, uh, excuse me, speech or speaker or presentation experts. So that's how I work it.
0: Right. Okay. I noticed that um, you've, you've been a host of podcasts, you're on tons of podcasts. How has that experience sort of shaped your perspective on podcasting and a medium for sharing knowledge? I mean, what, what's your what's your take on podcasting in today's world? In my world, podcasts are the new books.
1: Okay, people still read books. They're not going anywhere. However, being as fast-paced as we all are these days and not being able to spend time even on your phone to read an entire book, I think podcasts are the way most people are consuming wisdom these days. And so any business owner or any key I'm going to say decision maker or face of the company really has to be on podcasts in addition to hosting a podcast. It is the most effective way to get one's perspective out into the world, be able to attract an audience very quickly and usually free. I mean, there are lots of you can you can do the podcast hosting thing, you know, to the nth degree and it can cost you a lot of money. But that doesn't have to be where we begin. You can reuse the other social media platforms to be able to bring people to our podcast. So I, I just I'm a huge proponent of podcasts, if you can't tell.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um so, what about your books? I mean, I understand you've written five books, and um, what's what's sort of been the genesis of those? You don't have to go through them all, but maybe especially most most recent book and and how those experiences have uh, have helped you along the way.
1: Well, as I said, my my first book came out not too long after I started my company, and. Uh, had a lot of support again i had the coach i had the bank that helped me to be able to spread the word however this was before the age of social media so i did it the old-fashioned way it was called attracting perfect customers power of strategic synchronicity and that book struck a a nerve with people who were tired of the old-fashioned sales approaches and actually launched the attraction marketing phase, if you will. Uh, it's more about face-to-face, belly-to-belly conversations. And it still holds true today. It's an evergreen book like Think and Grow Rich. And, I, and I'm i very proud of that. My fifth book, the latest one, is Selling from Your Comfort Zone. This one is from the same publisher, Barrett Kohler. And it is more about the social media approaches. Same concepts of how do you start your sales strategy. But then how do you utilize social media to be able to warm up your audience, find your right audience, and how to communicate back like we used to, human being to human being, rather than confusing the sales process with the marketing process. Because too many people are doing that these days. They think the marketing process is the sales process. Right.
0: Yeah, I have a saying that, um, you know, when you're belly to belly with the customer, closing the deal or doing a presentation, that's selling everything else is marketing, getting you there, right? (laughs) That's uh, it. That's
1: And how we do the marketing is going to determine whether you get the opportunity
0: to be in the sales situation. Yes. Yeah. One thing you said that really resonated or where I really seem tightly aligned with you on is this whole aspect of attraction in the sales process and uh of course I have a book too you know shameless plug and I mean and um my my sort of you know little acronym I use for when I talk about the attraction is the WSP winning sales presence but but I mean what sort of you know um you know lessons have you taught anyone about around attraction or when they're like what do you mean by be attractive And um, just to break that down a little bit for the audience. I
1: I will. And and you might say, why did I need to write the fifth book? It's because I've developed an understanding that attraction by itself is a bit too woo-woo. So it's evolved. For me, I talk about the alignment marketing formula. And that will then lead to the kinds of sales situations that everybody would love to be in. Alignment takes place in four parts. First, again, we have to be in alignment with ourselves. So if we're a sales professional working on behalf of an organization or a business owner, it doesn't matter. We have to know what our set of strengths, experiences, skills are, our ability to solve a problem, what that is. So... Most people do it from here instead of completely. Is it, does it resonate here? And does it resonate here? If it does, then consistency is not a problem anymore because we are in tune with ourself and what we want to be doing in the world. Then there has to be alignment with an audience that needs that problem solved not looking to everybody and then figuring out, okay, do you need this? Do you need this? Do you need this? In this day and age, it is so easy to find people right away that could possibly need this service or this product. Why are we being searchlights instead of lighthouses?
0: Right. Okay? Good. Yeah, that's a good one. I love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. The third is we have to be in alignment with what comes out of our mouth when we are talking to people. That means we don't have scripts anymore. We have our own experience. We have our own story. But more importantly, we're also listening, which I'm not saying anything new. I know you teach this too. We listen, not ready to overcome an objection, but we listen to be able to have a conversation right like you would at a party yeah. hopefully you don't go to parties expecting to you know ov- overwhelm somebody with your brilliance it's meant to be a give and take a back and forth and maybe the sale doesn't happen then maybe the conversation just happens and everybody leaves feeling good so that they want to have another conversation
0: yeah
1: and then alignment with where we we put ourselves where we stand for what we stand on so that people can see our brilliance and that is where do you put your content out
0: right okay
1: and so those four parts of alignment to me are what create the marketing and then the sales strategy
0: right so what 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 does uh what part does rapport building uh come in in your in your coaching in your training that you do is that a big part of it building rapport well it's client. everything
1: that's the alignment with right. the audience that's right. the the con- yeah I mean if, yeah. if we're not aligned there's nothing to talk about
0: right yeah. if,
1: if if we are aligned there's everything to talk about And so now we're finding those points of connection not just talking about do you need my product but you know tell me tell me a little bit about you I'm going to tell you about my background I'm I'm married this is really me I'm married to the same man one one marriage for uh, 31 years we have two standard poodles my husband has two sons from his previous marriage we live in Nevada we love to hike you know that's any anybody who's hearing that will either say oh she's a dog lady I'm a cat person and there's no (laughs) alignment or oh my god she's got I have poodles too or I've got two dogs too or I've always wanted to have poodles or oh you're in Nevada and you love to hike that's rapport, right? Yes. That's where, let's find out about each other first. And if I'm having that conversation with somebody who's likely to need my product, eventually that conversation is naturally going to go there. If if I'm, I, I use this example all the time. If I'm selling copiers, okay, and I understand the problem that occurs, let's say for a legal organization, if their copier breaks down, right? Because they have all these briefs that they have to get out and they have to get to court on time. If they're having difficulty with a copier, of course, it's going to come up at some point if I'm there and I'm representing a copier company. But why would I start there? If I'm getting to know the person who's going to make the decision, then I want to find those points of alignment with them so that when we are talking, it's more pleasant to know who the person is. And they're no longer a target for me. They're a human being and I'm a human being for them, not just a salesperson.
0: Right. That's awesome. The, um, I want to stick gears to your, I think, believe you have a program, a social media program, Go For Yes, is that, that's the name of the program? Uh, yes, what's the, it is. What's sort of the core principles or strategies behind that? Or how does it, how do you engage that with your clients?
1: That's it. Well, Go For Yes is if we expect to get a yes, then we behave a certain way going in versus if I expect to get the no. Which is what's usually been taught. <laughs> then right. I have to arm myself with a script. I start thinking about all the no's that I could possibly get, right? I've got my objections right. But if I expect a yes, I relax. I have these conversations that I've been sharing with you. And we lead folks into the conversation. There's a way to transition from chit chat to a sale. And so, in the go for yes it's five videos self-study although i do have group and private coaching programs you know what i make available at no charge is the five video series go for yes that teaches
0: the steps of alignment wow that's awesome and how did you find yourself doing all this public speaking i mean what uh i'm sure it, it snowballed after but how did you get into that and um
1: Um I think this public speaking came before the sales strategy. I have a big mouth, (laughs) as you can tell. (laughs) Um I I thought I was gonna be an actress when I was younger. And so I've I'm not one of those people that's shy to get on a stage. Right. Um but it wasn't really anything that I TEDx I really wanted to share because I and a, a concept which is to stop shooting on ourselves and I thought the TEDx stage would be the perfect place to share that because I wasn't selling anything it's just this idea that people should on themselves all the time so I wanted that message out there of how to stop doing that and how to make powerful choices instead a public speaking came by me giving presentations to the staff of the companies that I was with. And then it just became a natural process. When I did my book signings, I did presentations and I'm just grateful that zoom has come along and we're able to give presentations right. anytime we want. I'm not dependent yeah. on somebody booking me for a speech anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So in, um, what are some of the, what are some of the upcoming trends you're looking towards or you're, you're talking to customers about these days? I mean,
1: I'm glad you mentioned that. I don't think anybody's asked me that before of all the podcasts I've been on. Right now, what I can tell you is it's getting harder and harder to build an audience on social media. Because of automation, and, and I'm not blaming automation. I'm blaming people for using automation in a very lazy way. The amount of spamming that is occurring, people, I don't think people will leave social media because it's still a great resource if you can cut through all the mess. But I don't see the mess going away anytime soon. And it's definitely hurting the building of relationships. We have to be that much more genuine. We have to be very careful. So let's say we're on LinkedIn just, I always say this, just because you have in-mail doesn't mean you can just go ahead and blanket everybody with a generic message, okay? it's. I still maintain you must go to someone's profile. Make sure they would possibly have a need for your service. Pull something out of their profile that proves you've read it. Yeah. And then when you send a message to somebody and you say, "I'd love to connect with you," because it rings true, as opposed to, "I see you're a very accomplished yeah. man." And this the <laughs> stuff
0: nonsense, like yeah. really
1: accomplished, many, respected yeah. <laughs> in your world. It's like really, uh huh, yeah. okay,
0: yeah.
1: So there's that's the trend that, yeah. and I don't see it stopping. We have to bring the sales profession back to be one that is noble. and N-O-B-L-E. Okay? We're meant to be as appreciated as nurses are. Right.
0: That's not the line. Yeah, for sure. But our
1: reputation is even worse. And please forgive me, lawyers, but you know it. We've heard it <laughs> the jokes all the time. Salespeople actually have a worse reputation than lawyers do.
0: Right. Right. When really they provide one of the most valuable services, right? they you know and they help to bridge the gap between, you know, what you think you want and how you want to feel and 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 providing that, right? I mean so yes. they're, they're, you know, um yeah, it's the yeah. And really it's only the awful salesman that you don't like dealing with. The good ones are should be a pleasure to do business with, right? And uh, Yes.
1: And yeah. I think that's why the sales profession has survived is that there's yeah. enough people who still act like human beings and not walking billboards that we all could be yeah. human beings.
0: Yeah. So uh, if people would like to engage with you and learn more about your programs and, um, and the services you offer, what's the best way of getting a hold of you?
1: On my website, just one stop. It's very easy. It's Stacey, S-T-A-C-E-Y, Ann, A-N-N, Hall, H-A-L-L.com, Hall.com. My book is there. Free courses are there. The podcasts I've been on and, and yours will be there as soon as it airs. <laughs> so um, that's the best way. All my social sites are there too. Thank you for asking.
0: No problem. Thank you so much for being on the Profit Powerhouse podcast today. It was great having you. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another insightful episode of the Profit Powerhouse podcast. Your support and engagement means the world to us. If you're brimming with expertise and eager to join us, navigate to my website at glenpoolis.com forward slash podcast And go to the Be a Guest section to connect with us. Don't keep this information to yourself. Please share this podcast on your favorite social media platforms to empower your network with the strategies and wisdom you've gained. Your feedback fuels our growth. Please take a moment to rate and review the Profit Powerhouse podcast wherever you listen. Your input helps us to continually refine our content to serve you better. Remember, our mission is your success. We've committed to providing you with the tools and insights to drive your business forward, and we're excited to have you on this journey with us. To stay up to date on the latest episodes, hit the subscribe button, and let's stay connected. Reach out to me on social media, and continue the conversation and stay inspired. For resources and information, visit my website at glenpoulis.com. And before we sign off, remember, I'm Glenn Poulis, and reminding you that your potential as a business leader is limitless. Thank you for being a part of this podcast where your success story begins.